Hi guys, I'd like to warmly welcome you. I'd like to warmly welcome Shimon to our share. So, yeah, it's, it's a big honor and a pleasure. Um, just to speak to you a little bit, Shimon, about the ethos in the center. This is a, a very cohesive and um, together program. Um, the purpose of the share generally is to, to even though the program as a whole is warm and welcoming, but I myself am abrasive and harsh. Excellent. Yeah, so what I do is I, I try to kind of, well, the goal of the share is to make sure that no one walks out of this room inspired. <laughs> and I can say, Baruch Hashem, I've almost had 100% success. Look around the people, they generally walk out. There, there's been, there have been times when their yamukas have been drifting slowly to the side of their heads. I, I, I don't want to do it too far, otherwise I may be exposing some follicle talent areas of my scalp. Um, but that's that's kind of the the direction and the goal. Um, Tamir himself bought his leather jacket while well, since he's come to this year. Um, he started biking. He started biking. He's like he's like shopping around for a helmet with horns. He hasn't found one yet in Israel. They're hard to come by because they use them for chauffeurs. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's beautiful. So it's just a kind of an overview so that you like know where you know you've got you've got context because. The kind of the mix, the mix is a diverse population group mix over here. There's the South Africans who kind of <coughs> speak the same language; they get my jokes. There's, hmm? um, yeah, there's there's Americans who look at me with that kind of tolerance, tolerance like they wait for me to like get over like the little South African things. There's an occasional Australian or two who are here because uh, yeah, why not? You know, <laughs> in anyway. You know, got nothing else to do. Um, there's even like an occasional Mexican, the marshal. Um, <laughs> after you hold him back, they kind of like to, if they could, they'd rather be eating tortillas, but uh, drinking margaritas. But, so that's kind of, yeah, I think that's covered all. In terms of the personality mix, we've got a wide range of personality types in this year. I kind of point them out from time to time. We have the, 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 the sections this year are incre- incredibly intense. They, they hate it when I say do things like this because they, they just want to go right there. Um, I do it deliberately because this is about working on their medicine. And so like the longer I go on like this, the more they're going to me. And I say, it's cast, I'm working on it, it's beautiful. Then you get the guys who like, all they want me to do is just speak this drivel for the entire share. And then, so it's, it's, it's a complex mix of people. It's a complex dynamic integration of personalities. Um... But I feel very much for myself and for the people here. It, it, it's passion, it's, it, it achieves a goal. People walk out of here broken and you know, uninspired. So I thought maybe to, to, to pick on the next topic that we'd like to discuss. We've been discussing a few things. We've been discussing about personal greatness. What I'd like to discuss now is something a little bit more fundamental and basic in a person's experience in yeshiva. And that is, um, that is something which, which we like to call Gemara. Gemara. Talmud. Now, um, oh, okay. Raval bears a shtickle on it, but uh, I'm not going to base myself on him. I just always feel bad if I've got a book open in front of me. It also lends a certain amount of legitimacy to what I'm going to say. Even though the words I'm saying have no relation to the book, people think they may have. <laughs> um, the Talmud, the Gemara, that's what we spend most of our waking hours doing in Yeshiva, or at least we did until the, in, the advent of internet. And most of our waking hours spent either on the internet or <laughs> thinking about what it would be like if we were on the internet. But I'm saying before before those times, they speak in the theoretical world where Yeshiva Bochim where Yeshiva Bochim and Yeshiva was Yeshiva. Um, by the way, internet vibe today, two o'clock. <laughs> Just, uh, there's, an, there's an internet vibe. 
we have a vad on internet. It doesn't mean that the vad is screamed on internet. It means that the topic of the vad deals with the issues one is confronted when exposed to going on the internet, how you should use it. Um, we've got a we've got a whole kind of. Those of you who are part of the vad, you can get updated on Twitter and on Facebook. Um, <laughs> It's really amazing. It really is amazing. It's amazing. We give at the end of the vibe we give out free blackberries just to make sure you don't miss out on life for one second. To make sure that even when you've got your camera open, you can still be distracted. It's, it's beautiful. It's we're really working things out. We're making progress. Before long, we'll have everyone out of base majors. Um, so, Kumara, I, I, I don't know how you guys relate to this, but I remember my first encounter with Kumara and. And if it would not be that I was in my... But they should go through phases. Um, but they should go through phases. There's an initial phase. It's the romance phase, the honeymoon phase, where there's actually nothing in the world that can stop you. There's nothing... When the Baal Shiva goes through the first initial phase, there's, 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 and I apologize for those of you who Tuck, have not done Shiva yet, but um, <coughs> in the Baal Shiva phase, there's actually nothing... There's nothing... There's nothing that can stop you. There's no, like, uh, sometimes people don't grow out of that phase, but there's nothing... Let's say, there's nothing that can stop you. It's like, you can have, like... It could be the... the, the, the a mountain is not big enough to get in your way. It's, you're just... And it's effortless almost in that initial stage. You know, like people say, you'll give up your job, you'll drop your girlfriend of 13 years because, not because she's not Jewish, she's Jewish, but like, your Ashkofa's are not alive. Everything's going to work out. You want the kids to go to this place, Yaakov, and I hold that little bit of the derrick. That's it! Goodbye! Um, <laughs> that initial stage of, of, of religious fervor in that initial stage of religious fervor, so that's often when a person is about to be introduced to learning. And what happens is he has to like, deal with this internal conflict because he's heard all the rabbi has share him. And like, every time he walks out of his share, he goes, whoa. And like, the only time he lands is when he tries to say it over to like, a friend that's not in that kind of euphoric state of bauchivaness. So that's, that's like one of the like, first warning signs that a person should like take heed of and doesn't of course you're like you're about to go over to your friend because you've just had this euphoric ecstatic experience of a rabbi of a rabbi tashia, and you think if only I could tell this to and then you think of a wide variety of friends relatives parents then they'll just like absolutely faint in religious <laughs> so what happens is you go over to them through the most amazing, amazing, amazing share. And you see, like, there's already a level of reticence which develops between you and the dynamic, and they start to say, what did, what did you hear? I'm not interested in this. The sub- subtext, I'm not interested in this. Please don't bore me. You're on your little own mission. Go on your mission alone. <laughs> so, so, of course, you don't read the signs because you, you, you're, too, you're too bamboozled, drunk in the state of uh, religiosity. So you say most amazing thing it's, 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 and then you start to say over the shame now the, the amazing thing about Rabbi Tetzel Shem is they're fantastic to listen to and they fall so flat when you try to say them over it's like unbelievable the, the kind of the difference between him saying it and you saying it it's like it's like astonishing like when he says it's, wow when you say it's like, uh, and then like you actually realize as you're saying it that you actually once, once, you, you, have no, you have no idea what you're saying but like, it just it felt so good at the time and then you try to say that and you're saying in the cosmic dimension of, of stratospheric spiritual 
emanations of <laughs> divine ordinances, one senses this absolute pluralism of spirit divested of the duality of the conflict within personal... Oh, no, sorry, I'm thinking of Rabbi Shiloh. Um, uh, but do you, do you understand what I'm saying? So, so what happens is at that point in time, it's like, it's, it's euphoric, it's euphoric. And you go to share after share after share, and you think, and like in the sharem, you maybe have references to the actual study of the text itself. So you think, wow, in your early Talmudic reasoning stages, if the rabbi giving the shear, he's only the rabbi giving the shear, and that was an ecstatic experience. If I actually engage the text itself, how much more so it will be the same type of experience. So there are the unfortunate few that only actually get to do that when they arrive in yeshiva and like they're coping with the trauma of suddenly being surrounded by a group of, of unruly men who they have no desire to be with um, combined with the fact that their living conditions have just dropped like 13 rungs. 13 <laughs> rungs. Their, their, their cuisine has dropped below the zero mark. <laughs> the external culture is at best forbidding at worst, downright infuriating, and like they're dealing with all these together, and then like the the kind of the, the but like it's internally they're comforted by the fact that they're going to have this again this ecstatic connection to this Torah learning, and they put in front of them a Gomorrah in a foreign language where the writing on either side of the page is Chinese. <laughs> like they're astonished. They say like, but this is Chinese. This is not Hebrew. This is Chinese, and then like the Rebbe Petr, no, it's Rashi script. Oh. And then, like, and then like, that's somehow meant to be an answer, but it still remains Chinese. Even though he assures you that it's Rashi script, so you think, well, maybe Rashi was Chinese. <laughs> it could be. It could be. And you're, like, you try turning the Gemara different ways to see maybe if you read it this way, it'll be easier. Those of you with experience in Mandarin, Taka start to make sense of it. And then, then you, sta- you sit down in front of this thing, and then you think, well, it could be that the language is difficult, but at least the concepts will be inspiring. So you like you eagerly awaiting the Rebbe to start the year, and you think it's obviously going to be something to do with relationships or love and marriage or the greater cosmic scheme. And he says, "So, so you got a house." So you think when he means this house, he probably means the house of Israel, the grand totality <laughs> of the Jewish people until this point in time. And then he starts saying, "You got this house, and then you want to assume ownership over it over three year period." And the one person says, and you start to think that. There's something going wrong here. One second. There is something going very wrong here. And then he continues. And then, and then it comes at the end of the day that this is an Aramaic, an Aramaic discussion of a boring legal case which is never going to happen in your life. And at that point in time, the question that you ask yourself is, what did I do? What did I do? And generally that question kind of doesn't go away for the first decade. <laughs> Yeah, I think I know it's achieving its goal, no? Uninspired. Uninspired. <laughs> so th- therefore, I think it's, it's pertinent, if anything, to discuss the notion of why is it that, what is it, what is it that we're doing, and, and how do we do it, and why? So what happens is as follows. Generally what happens at that stage, when a person does this, and it kind of persists, is because of that initial from explosional inspiration, 
that gives you enough energy to push through the difficulties. So even though the, 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 the subject matter of the learning Gemara has no native interest to you, and even though the language is hard, and even though the logic is unfathomable, Nevertheless, because I'm from, so the from cut gets you through. Mm, I have to steig. What does steig mean? I don't know, but I have to do it. <laughs> what does steig mean, Tiger? Steig. Doesn't. Anyone translation of steig? Don't touch. No. Work hard. No. No. Shuckle. No. I'll give you those of you who are South African in, in, in the share. Opstegen. Opstegen and opstegen. Uh, a vluchtig maak een opstijgen. Vluchtig. Speaking Afrikaans. Yeah. So an opstijgen in Afrikaans is uh, probably the equivalent Yiddish dictionary would be an opstijgen. Opstijgen. It means take off. Stijgen means to shoot up, to rise, to rise, to to actually grow. Is good, <coughs> but it's not grow. Vax is to grow, but stijgen means to lift up, to fly, to fly basically. To fly. So people know they have to steig, and they know that somehow this is steiging. <laughs> they don't know what steiging is, they know what this is, but they think they have to steig, and this is steiging, so they steig! Oh, what are you doing? I'm steiging! How are you steiging? I'm holding the table and shockling back and forth. What's shockling? Going back and forth. Ah, oh, that's stuck at you. Shockling. Shockling is, shockling means to shake. To shake. So, like, people, you know, why don't I shake like this? Why does the shockling have to be like a rhythmic back and forth, so like, you know, like, remnant of some type of autistic behavior? Why can't it just be. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I apologize. Shimon, I apologize. Generally, things aren't this out of control. Listen, it's always after Shabbos. I'm a little bit bitter that I'm not spending my Sundays at the pool with, like, beer and... Ooh, did you hear that? It's a steak going on to the barbecue. You almost smell the aroma, can't you? Jumping into the pool. Maybe just dangling my feet in the pool. Beauty! Oh, Beauty! Man, bring me another beer, please. So there's South Africa, South Africa. Um, so, so it's, it's a problem. So yeah, you are steiging away, steiging away. How you been? I mean, steiging. How have you been steiging? I've been steiging, steiging. I've been steiging Gamora. <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing? Why this? Why this? Surely it would be more productive. There's a variety of different options, and this is a question which, which are often asked me by people who like come here and they like they suddenly like once the once the the from kind of subsides and they have the courage to ask questions. And generally, some people never the courage. They say, Rabbi, you say yes, uh, Rabbi, why are we learning Gemara? <laughs> what do you mean why are we learning Gemara? That's what you have to learn. So then, like, if that works, and then the guy goes away, and it's like, sure, we're relief, and then. Um, Sometimes they persist and they say, wouldn't it be more efficient considering that we're coming out with very limited halachic knowledge? And the truth is, if you, if you invest in it, if you spend two hours a day on Kisah Shulchan Aruch, you could cover the majority of the areas of Jewish law within the first four months. Like, it's so funny, I was once speaking to a Rebbetzin on the phone in regard to a shidduch. And I was, I was inquiring about the girl and she said, well, she was in the vey for two and a half years and then she learned Kulat Kula and she left. She learned the entire Torah and then she left after an interview. So I was trying to figure out one second. She learned Kula in two years, two and a half years. And in Yeshiva, like before you've been there five years, you're not really scratching the surface. So one second, there's a bit of a dichotomy over here. What's going on? 
So it's quite obvious. If you want to learn Kulatur Kula in terms of the mechanics of the way Judaism operates, it doesn't take that long to learn the basic halachas of daily functioning, the halachas of the festivals, what you should do and what you shouldn't do, and having an overview, it doesn't take that long. The, the time-consuming part of our yeshiva is the Gemara part. That's what takes the time. If you deduct, if you kind of take it out of the syllabus, remember, you can just get so much done. By the end of the year, you can have Jewish philosophy down pat. You can have nine, you can have a hundred, by the end of the year, in, in one year, you can have... Some people actually do that. Hey? And there are people who do that. Imagine, Jewish philosophy, but uh, I can see, I'm, gonna, I'm actually recruiting for another yeshiva. Jewish philosophy, <laughs> I'll give you the address when the year's finished. Jewish philosophy, down pat. And um, Jewish law, down pat. And an overview of the Chamisha Chumshotar, down pat. You can have it all down pat. And then, like, you know, the Yeshiva Bokha comes back, you know, the Yeshiva Bokha has gone through the Gemara learning system, and he comes back after his own Yeshiva, and, like, I don't know what the setup is with you guys, but often in, in, in South Africa, you've got these, like, often you'll, you'll be associated, you'll be a member of an Orthodox shul, whereby there's, like, a core of, like, semi-kind of from people who really have no clue about Torah, but they, like, they show him Shabbos, and you've just been in Yeshiva year. So they're all going with the premises that you must have learned something. So they, you come back to, you, you come, you've been a year in your shiva, so they come back and they say, would you like to daven? And you say, mm, no, <laughs> I don't really, you know, I can't really be a sheikh tzibur. And they're like, they're like astonished. They say, one second, you were there for a year. They were for a year. So they assume, obviously, you had a different area specialty. So when you come to the laning, they say, will you lane for us, please? And you say, oh, I, d- I don't know how to lane. So now again, they, they, they're really starting to suspect if you were there for a year. So then they, they obviously ask that, so they, oh, well, you could, can you blow the shofar? <laughs> no. Um, Shecht? Are you a boyel? <laughs> like, like they're trying to figure out, like, what did you actually do there? So, so you have to be honest with them. You say, they say, listen, ask me how many years does it take if you're in a if you're in a in a in a field where there's a system of 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 uh, crop rotation, so you're in the field. This guy's like looking at you, like he's expecting you to be a shaykhan. You're in the field, and there's crop rotation. So he goes, okay. So how many years? How many crop rotation? Go your own Hey, hey, So he says, you don't want to dab it. Come on. So you go, you say, I don't know. So you say, six, five. So he goes, why? Again, very suspect. And like, he's starting to doubt your sanity. <laughs> and like, especially now, now you get really inspired. So you say, oh, well, you see, I'm going to Ralph even though it says in the Mishnah, Gimel Shanim, it depends, because the whole thing started with Fuzais, not Mukutais, Mukutais. And if you do, because you did that near that's how you go to the rush, bam, now you show you my fighting. In the years in between, so they made study after me one. So even on five years, it's enough for three. <laughs> you know, I think, um, I think there's another, there's another show in the area. <laughs> Maybe it would be more appropriate for you to go there. <laughs> no? It's very, it's very strange. It's very strange. So, so essentially, Essentially, we have to think about what Yeshiva is. Essentially, what Yeshiva is, let's call a spade a spade. Yeshiva is a place where you learn how to learn Gemara. That's really what it is. Not that, of course, that's not what it is. 
that's really what you spend most of your time doing. Well, Yeshiva is definitely not that. The Yeshiva is not there so you can learn Gemara. The Yeshiva is there to build you as a Jew. But somehow, there's been an equation created between being a Jew, being a Bentoya, whatever it is, steiging, that mystical word, there's been an equation drawn between that and learning Gemara. That's what's happened. That, that, that's, that's what the system suggests, no? That Yeshiva is where you build yourself as a Jew. And for some reason, building yourself as a Jew is seen as being fulfilled by spending the large majority of your time struggling through the Talmud, which is written in a mixture of Hebrew and Aramaic. And it seems to be that the choice of subject matter is not necessarily based on a person's vocation in life or halachic relevance, but it's just seemingly random. None of us, I think, are, are going into the field occupying, occupying profession. I mean, it could be the South African. Some of them are thinking about it. Squatting in South Africa is a major pastime, but generally, uh, generally, it's not so popular amongst white people. Black people are generally the ones that land up without homes. It's a question politically if it's a victim of the previous government or propagation of the present one. But that's a political question. Daniel Israel feels very strongly about that. But that's, we'll leave politics aside for the moment. No, you'd like to engage in political debate? Okay, so, John Zand, are we all, are we all on the same page in terms of feeling the problem? Yes? Okay, that's not good. There was that topic. Now let's talk about Hevra. That's the next topic. <laughs> ah, you wanted answers. No, 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 no. Of course not. This is not the share for answers. This is the share for questions. The answer share is given by Rabbi Batavit. <laughs> that's questions and answers. This share is called questions and questions. <laughs> Questions and questions. Okay. So let's... Uh, I don't want to give answers, but let's start off. Let's start off and ask some more questions. Let's ask some more questions. What's the topic? Sorry? What's the topic you're saying? Same topic, same topic. Maintain the same topic, but just maybe to ask more questions to create a deeper thirst for knowledge. How is this supposed to get closer to Hashem? Another question could be, how, is this, how, how through learning Cheskes Abatim and understanding if it's Shuramuad, if it's because of Zahirus Bashtar, if it's because of... And all the who governs, this governor, that governor, all these governors, how is it going to bring us closer to Hashem? In other words, Tamir is beginning with a premise. The premise is, I said, the purpose of Yeshiva is to build the entire... Tamir went one step further. And the purpose of being Torah is someone that's constantly close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He experienced this level of proximity to the divine. How is studying land ownership laws and disputes? And you know, it gets even, it gets even, I mean, because it gets, it gets, it gets quite, it gets quite, it gets quite difficult because then you like start to discuss, it's like, it's almost like, you know, in a holy place, you want to be, Surrounded by purity, when you be surrounded by purity, and then you start to discuss this guy. This guy goes onto the field, goes onto the field, 
and then the owner of the field says, get off. So he's been there three years. So he says, what do you mean? I've been here three years. The owner says, well, you didn't buy it from me. So he says, well, I bought it from, I bought it from Pliny. <coughs> and he bought it from you. So the owner says, listen, Pliny's a thief. Don't come to me with Pliny's time. I'm the owner. You didn't buy it from me. Give it back. So this guy says, you conniving scoundrel. <laughs> I happen to have two witnesses that saw me going to you, you two-faced. In an expletive. You saw, he saw me, we saw, he saw, you came to me, and I came to you and I asked you, should I buy this field? And these two guys will testify that you said, yeah, you gave me great investment advice, you said, buy the field. So you told me to buy it, and now you're claiming that the person that you told me to buy it from is a thief? So the guy says, well, you know, the truth is, you know, <laughs> you have to think about who's number one in this world. So you go, God? <laughs> no, no, me. <laughs> and that guy was hard to deal with. He stole the field from me. So I thought, what a fantastic scam. I'll get you to buy the field from him because I know you're a nice guy. So I'll take advantage of the weak and downtrodden. And I'll get the field away from you. Oh, what a spiritual upliftment. <laughs> there's nothing like there's nothing like exposing to that kanaivim ganavim to get you closer to the abishta. Oh, abishta, abishta, abishta. Or you can look at it the other way around. You're going through a gemara because you want to learn the halachas and how you live your life, and then you open up like the ceremony and you read all these halachas about it, and then the gemara goes, "Oh, but it's never going to happen." <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's an, that's another problem. How is it getting closer to? How does it bring you closer to Mabishta? How does it bring you closer to Mabishta? Any other problem that you have with Kumar and Moshe Well, I have a lot of problems. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe two or three of them. Huh? Two or three of them relevant to Gemara. Oh, I mean, I, you described most of them. Like, uh, I had to go through all those stations, you know, to get more of them. And you have to learn this, like, what? We just, like, get halacha first. Because it's mostly, yeah. well, who's Kamala? Yeah. You know? 100%. 100%. Then, no, no, that doesn't make any sense. Like, you know, get halacha first. You get a piece of paper. But then, 100%. apparently, it's better to build up your... So that's how you stag. Otherwise, there's only, like... How can you stag without Gemara? Can't do this. Where will your thumbs be? Daniel Israel. <laughs> How about the fact that one rabbi says he wants to come and test the f- that you give back to him the five ways that you can acquire field and he wants you to say off my heart by tomorrow. Yes. The other rabbi says, please, learning Gemara is not about learning off my heart. Learning Gemara is about understanding the theoretical concepts of comparing Chazok on this page to this yes. page. Yes. One second, when you compare Chazok from this page to this page, do you remember the page you're comparing it no, to? No, oh, no. okay. How can you compare it then? No, it's oh. theory. And then the third rabbi says it's all about understanding to be precise in the Rashi's, to understand exactly the Rashi is saying. So, like, they all must be beautiful as being Yeah. And, and, all we're, right. and while we're worrying about this, we're completely ignoring the other half of Torah. Right. And, and uh, that's why you come back, you come back after you're in your shiva, and someone says, so, can I do this on Shabbos? I don't know. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, what happens in Safe for your high school? Oh, what's that? Is that is that what's that? Nah, Gennady, what are your girl? Right. Girls are not. Girls are not. Boys are not. Logistics. Well, we do only go when you go to base. Yaakov. He's just expanding on that whole thing about not focusing on practical halakha and stuff. Isn't it like, isn't it like really important to just know what you're doing before you, like just, because like you could be committing like abayras and stuff or whatever, and you could be learning Gomorrah, but you could just not know what you're doing. Right. And then it's like, isn't that like really dangerous? Yeah, especially with some of the guys I've seen some of the things they're doing here, eh? <laughs> But also, like, if you if you if you're gonna be so you decide you're gonna be in the for a year or whatever, yeah. Then like, getting up, getting up for the like bringing up your family or whatever later in life isn't it important to go through what's practical first before going through what's theoretical. Right. Right. So. Right. This seems like a good strategy for like the ten year plan. Yeah. yeah. So that you can like, for, like understand like, how long this, 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 this isn't the ten year plan. <laughs> Oh, sorry, didn't we say? Didn't I mention that to you? Oh, oh, sorry, no, younger. this is the 10-year plan. The one-year plan, not that's across the road. Oh, did you guys think you were in the one- or two-year program? <laughs> Silly. That's such a logistical hitch. You guys are all in the 10-year program. I'm so sorry. Wasn't it made clear, kid? Or is it really that it's like a one- or two-year prep for the mirror? One- or two-year prep for the mirror, I am. You know, the mirror's part of the 10-year program. It's just that the first years are done on these premises. Good, I like that. Ami, yes, sir. what are you saying? What do I say? It's going to be quite impressive when I bring out my magic wand and I just resolve everything. Okay? <laughs> just imagine the collective, wow, tomorrow. <gasps> Never knew that. Is that when for what you got to say? You bring up good points. I think these are critical points. Now, these are things which need to be discussed. It's not resolved in these discussions. Let's be honest. Let's be open. Let's be real. Okay, everybody, sir. Good. So we've sufficiently catered to part one, which is the kasha. Tomorrow we can start to explore the different... What I'd like to do, because I think in terms of my own personal progression from not being exposed to Gemara to now, 22 years later. And I was trying to think in terms of looking back. What's happened? How has it changed our relationship to learning Talmud? So maybe we'll just share some ideas. It's a shame tomorrow about the process and understanding why we're doing it and why it's important and why it's maybe the place to invest our energy. I think so. Started again? Hey? See what's happened, and I started learning again. It becomes a sugi for me. Until now, I learned Gemara was not a sugi because I wasn't doing it. <laughs> okay, Rabbi Zai. Shkoyach Otsun Vernoyo.